This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of the Doing It At Home podcast. We have a really great interview for you today. But before we hop into that real quick, the Doing It At Home gear is available. T-shirts, tanks, sweatshirts, hoodies, because it's getting cold out in some parts of the world right now. You can purchase your very own Doing It At Home swag on our shop. So go check that out right now. Go to bonfire.com slash store slash D-I-A-H podcast. That's too difficult. Go to our Instagram page, and the link is up there for you. And we'll be putting it on our website as well a link directly to the shop. So you can be repping your empowered birth gear. It's a great conversation starter. The holidays are coming up. Great gifts for your birth team, your midwife, your doula, birth photographer, fellow birth junkie, or just hashtag treat yourself. Go. Go, go, go right now. Again, that's bonfire.com slash store slash D-I-A-H podcast. All right, cool. And while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss a single awesome episode. Leave us a review in iTunes. We read them on the show if you are familiar. And just connect with us. Say hi. Let us know what you're thinking. If you have uh, requests for things you'd like us to cover on the show, people you'd like us to chat with, questions. stuff, anything, just let us know. Hello at diahpodcast.com is how you can email us and connect along with Instagram and everything else I just listed, our website, hashtag all the things. Okay. Today's conversation, oh, I'm so excited about. We are speaking with Kim Anami, a holistic sex and relationship coach, and also a vaginal weightlifter, which you will hear a little bit about later. Um, I've known of Kim for a while and the amazing work that she's up to. And then when I saw her recent project, Sexy Mama, I was like, Matthew, we have to get Kim on the show. And so we did. And Kim was so gracious to hang out with us um, virtually, of course, while she was on the other coast. And we just had an amazing, powerful conversation about mamas reclaiming their sexual energy, their intuitive power, and then that internal knowingness to clear away those blockages, that stuff that prevents us from having a pleasurable birth experience. Because Kim contends through her work and through especially Sexy Mama that every woman can have a pleasurable, organic, and orgasmic pregnancy and birth. So we talked to Kim a little bit about her journey into the work that she does and her whole conversation of healing through the power of sex and intimacy. And we talk about the state of maternity and birth in our culture and what women can do to rewrite those scripts that birth is painful, difficult, and traumatic. 
Ooh, so I know you're going to love this. If you want to learn more about Kim, which I know you do and are going to want to, we have links to everything in the show notes from her website, her Instagram, and the Sexy Mama course, which I highly recommend you check out. It's an experience for holistic pregnancy and ecstatic birth for you to tap into that for yourself at any stage in the motherhood pregnancy process from preconception to during your pregnancy and even postpartum and beyond. So I'm going to shut up and jump into this amazing conversation. Here it is. Thank you so much again to Kim for spending her time with us and enjoy. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah. Thank you for joining Sarah and us on the show. We're excited about this conversation. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually learned of you, Kim, for the first time through Matthew, believe it or not. I was sitting at the gym and I remember getting a text from you saying, you need to look at this woman. You need to see what she's doing. This message is going to resonate with you. And then I just found myself sitting there sifting through your site, watching videos and all that great stuff. And just like, wow, first of all, thank you for having a husband who will send and share that kind of stuff with me. Um, But then to just now be talking with you is is really magical for me. So I'm personally just very grateful and um, humbled and honored to be chatting with you. So you were at the gym and you were working out and he's like, by the way, you want to work out your vagina? Is that how? <laughs> you know, I was on your Instagram and I definitely remember some of those, uh, those photos that you had where I'm like, okay, she's holding a weight with her vagina. I got to check this out. And yeah, just had to send it to Sarah. So what you do is super fascinating. I love it. Well, yeah, me and my vagina love it too. Uh, that's great. So I know some ears perked up. I know some people are like, wait, what? We're talking about vaginas and th- what is happening? So Kim, could you just share um, a little bit of your journey and what's gotten you to who you are now and who you are for women and really humanity um, and what all of that is? And yes, there's stuff having related to vaginas in there too. <laughs> right. So uh, from a young age, I've had an interest in how do people change and how do we grow? Like how do we co- become the very best versions of ourselves? How do we self-actualize? And so that's led me on a path to study everything from philosophy, transpersonal psychology, meditation, healthy eating and exercise and sex. Like for me, through all of these different healing modalities and alternative explorations I had, sex was always a tool that I considered as part of my personal growth. I mean, from some of my earliest sexual experiences, I had these very cataclysmic, transcendent, consciousness-altering experiences. And I thought, well, wow, this is sex is really this portal to other states of awareness. And of course, in our modern culture, that's not the message we get. We get that sex is bad and dirty and taboo. And, you know, but yet I was having these really spiritual experiences with sex. And again, in our culture, sex and God are quite polarized. And so for me, then I just knew that this was a very powerful part of my being. And then I later learned about Taoist and tantric sexuality and saw that in other ancient cultures, sex has been considered to be this pathway to enlightenment, the source of rejuvenation and health. And so basically all of the different modalities in terms of holistic healing and health uh, came together. And that's my practice now as a holistic sex and relationship coach. And so I pull all of these things together to create a very unique way of healing, which is really actually healing people. And especially in the sexual arena, like with your sort of allopathic OBGYNs, they're not healing people. They're giving people band-aids and they're trying to cover up problems and distract problems or surgically remove problems. No one's really getting healed. And so in the work that I do, it's about really digging deep emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, physically to actually create healing, to find out the source of issues. And then not only that, but to up level so that, you know, my philosophy is that all women can have cervical vaginal orgasms. All women can ejaculate across the room. All women can shoot ping pong balls with their vaginas. All men can learn how to make love all night. They can learn how to separate orgasm from ejaculation. These aren't just things that are in the realm of a select special few. Every person can do that if they do the personal examination that removes whatever blockages are in the way and allows them to tap into their true innate potential. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking 
how much fun it would be for someone who doesn't know you or who you are, what you're about to just get into a random bypass conversation with you at something like a cocktail party and then what they just signed up for. I, I can uh, imagine it's very fun for people who are meeting you for the first time. There's a lot of wheels I, turning. I have fun with that. Like when people are like, what do you do? I go, well, I lift objects with my vagina. <laughs> like, um, huh? But you know, the thing is <clears throat> people are so excited to talk about this. Like we think that sex is taboo and oh, we shouldn't talk. No, people are dying to have an open conversation about sex. So as soon as I give that permission and I open up the floor, they just go nuts. You know, they are so excited. They're so happy to finally express themselves on this topic that no one will really let them. And so most people are operating under this impression that, oh, sex is so taboo, but everybody wants to be able to have a healthy expression, whether it's actually in the bedroom or even talking about it. What are some of the things that you hear when people, when you create that space and they step into that space to have that, you know, conscious conversation around sex? Maybe it's the first time they're ever having a conversation like that. What are some of the things that they're talking about or that they're asking you? Well, it really varies. I think the the biggest thing that I get, what I receive, is the sort of lighting up in their eyes, realizing that they can actually talk about this openly and it's actually healthy and okay. So I become this kind of beacon for them in terms of somebody who's just out there and open and honest and sharing about it. And it's giving them a kind of permission that they didn't know they could access. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And you offer that right through your numerous um, courses, salons, opportunities to tap into that, right? In a in a way that you've set up, you've created that space in, in multiple ways for people to access from all over the world. They don't have to just find you personally or run into you um, through uh, serendipity and get into that conversation. They can do it themselves. And what's, what's that been like and to create that space and then to also see people show up to the party? Right. Well, so I used to do one-on-one in-person coaching and I used to do workshops. And then as I got online and started to blog and create an online presence, then I started to do Skype coaching. And then I was like, wow, you know, if I could actually funnel all of this information into online programs, then I could serve so many more people at the same time. So I did that about six or seven years ago and created this library of, you know, sex and intimacy online courses, all of everything, like there's courses for men, for women, for couples, for vaginas, <laughs> for mothers, and all of it, you know, helping people to reclaim their own sexual energy. And at first, when I started to do this, I wasn't sure if the whole online experience would be as effective as in-person, say, one-on-one coaching. And I think it's actually been more effective for a few reasons. One, the stigma of, say, trying to get your partner to go to a counselor and not that I think there ought to be any stigma there but people have a stigma associated with it and sort of oh as as though there's something wrong and you need to fix it that's how most people view this kind of thing where I view it as more like an up leveling like hey you can learn how to ejaculate across the room like it's not about it's yes it's sure about addressing troubles but there's also like here's what's possible in your sex life that you probably didn't even know you could do and so there's that makes it a lot less confronting to be able to study in your home in your bed (laughs) on the couch on the kitchen table like wherever you like you can do this with your partner and it's not such a thing to go to an office and have that kind of experience and you're doing it with this collective so there's a community that's involved you know groups of people are doing these programs together and there's something about that collective momentum that seems to amplify the power because I think one of the most healing things in in anything but especially in this realm is knowing that you're not alone like couples or individuals will think well I've got this issue and because there's such a taboo about talking about these things people suffer in silence they think that they're going through it alone And then when they get to hear all of these other people having similar experiences and they get to share their experience and their strength and give each other encouragement, then they feel supported. They feel acknowledged. They feel like they're part of a community. And that seems to accelerate the whole healing process. So I've been thrilled that these programs have been as effective as they are. Yeah, I I think that's amazing, you know, creating that community so that, you know, like when people come with these questions and these thoughts, you know, I feel like it's so common to feel like you're the only one who has them. And, 
you know, you, there must be something going on with you that you're thinking this way. But, you know, you've created this community of people who are being transparent, who are being, you know, open, who, who are, um, exploring these, these different aspects of, of life and energy and all of this. And, uh, it's incredible. So I just love the fact that you have that community going on and that you're seeing those, those impacts. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's hugely gratifying. And it's just exciting to be able to link people up and give them that space to connect and empower each other, especially when you're kind of a minority voice, right? Like even in the world of birthing and doing things holistically and naturally and around sexuality, like to actually have a place to go and share and speak openly and connect with like minded people is really incredible. Totally, totally. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And this conversation that you say, you know, people are dying for, craving, yearning for, I believe we've seen that in our community as well. I mean, you might find yeah. this shocking, but some of our most popular episodes are where we have sat down on the mic and talked about our personal experience of sex during pregnancy in the initial postpartum and then, you know, a year plus out what that's been like for us. And uh, the response has just been amazing. So I'm sure when you were listing out, you know, the the... Uh, different variations, the flavors of your courses. And you said, you know, mamas, I know people are like, okay, I want to know more about that. Um, So let's talk about sexy mama for a second. And, you know, I love alluding back to what you said earlier of sex being a portal, you know, birth is this portal as well for women. I mean, we hear it every week on the show. And so now what I think the opportunity becomes is integrating that experience of sexual energy, sexual experience and power with that of what you experience in birth and can experience in birth. And I feel like that's the space that you're creating is that women to step into that, own that, honor that. Um, so I would just love to hear more about Sexy Mama and you know what inspired it and what um, what people can expect from it. Exactly what you said. I mean, that I absolutely am thousand percent agree that birth is also this incredible portal for women and this opportunity to connect with their highest, deepest self and strength. And it's something that's being systematically has been systematically taken away from women over especially the last century. And so you know, this, my program is an effort to really reclaim that back for women and really help empower them with the knowledge and the tools that they can do this on their own. And they don't need someone to rescue them and save them. And, and of course there are times, but there are very few times when legitimate intervention could be necessary. But we know statistically that that's very, very, very little. And so it's helping to really reprogram women away from the fear-based, intervention-based, medical-based model of birth and return them to this much more organic, orgasmic experience of pregnancy. And of course, being in sex and intimacy, I know, and we even know statistically, that once couples have a child, they're much more likely to split up, and they're much more likely to stop having sex. And I always say that it isn't because you just had a child, it's because having a child exacerbates whatever distance or issues that was that were already in the relationship. And yet, having a child is a very valid excuse. Oh, you haven't had sex in six months. Well, you have a child, of course. So it becomes this very justifiable excuse for having distance especially sexually in the intimate relationship. And yet the irony is that to really have the most powerful pregnancy, the most easy and orgasmic birth, the most you know supportive and empowered time parenting is when you are not just connected emotionally, but sexually as parents. And so all of the literature that's out there and the experiences of seasoned midwives and women who've had these experiences of having or literally orgasmic births when they birth their 
way, they orgasm their way through their birth, they orgasm their way, their babies into the world, is that's how it ought to be. That's how birth was meant to be. And so Sexy Mama is all about clearing away any of the debris, the blockages, the residue, the beliefs that are getting in the way of women accessing what is rightfully theirs, which is to have this spiritual, transcendent, literally orgasmic birth experience that enables them to really self-realize. And that's the gift of natural birth for women. That is incredibly powerful. And this is, you know, this is evergreen in the sense that this we're we're so dynamic and we're always evolving as women, as people, as mothers, that there's really no place where you just kind of reach an endpoint with any of this stuff, right? There's always things to explore. So for the woman at any stage of uh, the motherhood journey, this is incredibly relevant and powerful. Well, you know, we have this archetype in our culture, this Madonna whore archetype, right? And that basically is telling women and men that a woman can either be a virgin or a slut. She's not really allowed to occupy a space in between where she has a healthy, voracious sexual appetite and still be respected as a human. And so we all have to work to shed the layers of that conditioning and allow women to step into this place. And we see that reflected in the whole Western medicalized birth experience where it becomes this really sterilized, very clinical experience rather than this joyous, sensuous birth. And we see that in the women who've gone through orgasmic birth experiences that it, you know, literally they have no pain. All they're having is pleasure. And so we've been conditioned again through all this programming to think that birth is meant to be painful. Well, the Bible even tells women that birth will be a punishment because you're such a hoe or Eve was such a hoe or whatever the justification was that, (laughs) you know, women will now suffer forever because of this, you know, and women, we take that on. So there's a lot of conscious, I call it reprogramming to be done around the messaging that we're given and to really reclaim this space of taking birth back as a do-it-yourself, empowered transition and rite of passage for women. And of course, that sets everything up more, you know, better. You know, we deepen our connection with our partner through that experience. We have a much more bonded experience with our baby. It's healthier for the baby. Like all of these things set us up for life, our new life as a family and as mothers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's okay. So it's one thing to talk about, you know, birth can be orgasmic and can be blissful and there doesn't need to be pain. And we can nod our heads and agree like, oh, that sounds amazing. But what is something that that a, a woman, a mama to be can do to actually take a step towards rescripting those beliefs that birth has to be painful, that it has to be difficult, that there's a great chance it's going to be traumatic because, you know, there's Mm -hmm. that, that like, how do we bridge that gap from all the stuff that's been piled on women and then get them to this place where it's like, no, it, it can, there can be a different experience. I think it is a lot of conscious work because the dominant paradigm and messaging out there suggests that birth is anything but pleasurable, right? It's this thing to be suffered through and, oh, you're so lucky that we're here to save you and give you this epidural and this pain relief because, oh my God, who would want to go through that? And yet that's totally bypassing the message, the real truth. Um, So it's conscious examination. It's making the decision and the commitment, okay. And often this comes when women have had a difficult birth or a, a violating hospital experience and they're like, my God, really it was you know did that have to be and or they they get some inkling they hear about home birthing or orgasmic birthing or you know pain-free birthing and they're like huh really Hmm. and they just think just maybe just maybe I could have that so it's really it's it's commitment to thinking there's another way to do it and then just going down that path and then consciously doing the work to clear whatever's in the way so the whole sexy mama online program that I have is all about that but as an example like you know the staff or something like one in three women have sexual abuse, have experienced like rape or sexual abuse from someone close to them. And so women, if they haven't truly cleared that trauma out of their physiology, out of their nervous system, out of their psyche, they're wearing that energetically. They're wearing it in their vaginas. They're wearing it in their whole being. And so then to go into a pregnancy and a birth situation, having 
this unresolved pain, <clears throat> excuse me, and trauma from the past that will color and really quite likely block having a positive experience because all of this stuff is in the space. It's kind of like, I call it feng shui, like energetic or emotional feng shui. You have to clear out any debris and clutter and mess that's in the space for you to have that free flow of energy, just like we talk about in classical, you know, furniture design feng shui. You have a messy room and a cluttered life, the energy doesn't flow well. So we're looking to clear everything out of the space that could possibly trip us up. And once we do that work, then the birth flows quite easily. So I, in my work, I suggest a bunch of different healing modalities and self-examine techniques and processes for women to literally clear that stuff out of their space. That's, yeah, that's I get that. That's powerful. And I, I liked how you talked about it's it kind of starts with that maybe conversation. Like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe it is possible for me. And, you know, we've we've talked about orgasmic birth on this podcast mm -hmm. before and uh, you know, we're, ha we're talking about it right now in this conversation. So for everyone listening, like, it is possible. <laughs> it is possible. And, and it'd be amazing to get more people having that. Maybe it is, it is a thing. Like, maybe it is possible for me. And then they can get into really doing what, what you just outlined, Kim, like going in, going deep, you know, self-evaluating and, and going through the processes that you've so beautifully outlined in your program. Right. And I want to make it clear that it's something that's available for every woman. And often in my work, when I say every woman is capable of cervical orgasms and G-spot orgasms and ejaculation, some women really fight hard for the right not to have orgasms. They come to me quite offended to be like, you know, some women just can't have that. You, why do you keep telling women they can? And I'm like, are you really hearing yourself right now? Mm. Like you're fighting for the right not to have orgasms. And I hear that I've, you know, in the recent promotion I've done around sexy mama, I've heard the same kind of arguments. Well, some women just can't. It's like, no, okay. You know, there might be a very, very small percentage, but even so, if we're taking an empowered viewpoint, a self-directed viewpoint for and responsibility for our own lives, we're saying, look, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to clear the space, to work on myself emotionally, to work on even the relationship with my partner. So this is another factor that can impl impl implode a birth is when you don't have a clear, completely surrendered and open, sensuous and beautiful connection with your partner. If there are unresolved issues, if there's relationship stuff that's still sitting in the space, if you've got secret resentments, if you're not as close as you could be, those can all translate into birth complications. And so this is about being self-responsible and looking, trying to leave no stone unturned of where there could be something that could get in the way of that pure flow of energy. And we know that even like the whole discussion around say oxytocin in birth, we, like someone, I think, I think it might be Dr. Sarah Buckley, but somebody refers to it as the shy hormone, mm -hmm. meaning that for oxytocin to keep flowing, we need to have a you know birthing situation that is safe and unobserved and private. And I believe those are three words of of Dr. Buckley's mm -hmm. that we need that space for, for oxytocin to really do its work. And so anything that creates a lack of safety, right? Any little thing can stop that flow of oxytocin and stop the birth process. So that's what we're trying to be hyper aware of before we even get there is what is there in my entire life, in my own emotional state, in my own sexual relationship to myself, in my intimate relationship with my partner, what is there that I have missed? What could I help to heal? And this is the work. This is the the true work of pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, sure, eat well and whatever, but like, which is still important. But this is the massively deeper work that really needs to be done to clear the space to have that kind of experience. So what do you say to the person listening right now who's feeling intimidated as hell? Be <laughs> because what you just outlined, it's like, oh my gosh, this is the work of pregnancy. This It's me going mm -hmm deep within myself, within, you know, who I am as a woman, within my partnership, within all of these different areas. And it's just the, the mountain seems even higher than it did before. What do you say to that person who's kind of feeling, feeling that intimidation, that fear right now? 
I guess it depends how you view your life. Like I view my life as a process of constant evolution and growth. So I'm always looking at how can I take myself to the next level? How can I be an even better, more self-expressed, more feeling good in my own skin version of me? And so I've got all these health habits, all these spiritual habits. I, you know, I see my own body workers and coaches and health practitioners to help me constantly optimize my state of emotional well-being and physical well-being and spiritual well-being. And so if you view life like that, then this is just one more opportunity to become your truest self and to do this work. If you've never done any kind of personal work before, then yeah, it's going to seem like a giant mountain to climb. But if you have the perspective that that's what we're here to do on this planet is to constantly learn and grow and become better, more loving versions of ourselves, then it's just one more opportunity. Like it's a way, it's a way of, um, it's like a ritual, uh, a rite of passage, right? The idea that you have to be challenged in some way in order to provoke growth in the person. And you can, and you know, that's sort of the opposite to the typical hospital model where you just walk in and you give all of that opportunity over to the, in, in an exchange for no pain and, you know, all of these things that come with a medicalized birth. And, and not that, again, I don't think that we have to have painful births. That's not a mandate. But I think the process to creating a blissful birth, it does take some work and focus. But to me, that's the work of life. That's why I'm here. That's why I believe we're all here. Yeah, totally connect with that. Totally do. And, you know, we've, we've talked to so many moms and families on this show who have shared the spiritual work they've done going into a pregnancy and while they were, were pregnant and the emotional work that they've done and the mental work. And they have always expressed that those things, that work really came out during the birth process, you know, when, when they were bringing baby Earthside and how, you know, being able to, to tap in and connect with themselves and tap into their breathing and have very, you know, uh, full trust in their partner and trust in themselves and surrender to everything that was going on that helped to create a beautiful, powerful experience for them. And so, you know, for anybody who's feeling that like, oh my gosh, this is a mountain of stuff, you know, we, you can just go back to some of the other episodes that we've done, you know, and, and hear the testimony of people who've done the work that Kim is outlining and just to, to hear how, you know, what has come about because of that. And it's all been, it's all been beautiful. Well, let me, you know, here's the thing though. It's a fallacy to think that we don't get through life without doing this work. Like if someone's about to have a baby, they're embarking on this, whatever we say, 18 years, whatever, however many years, lifelong (laughs) commitment to this being and our marriage or our relationship right? Like if we really want these things to be quote unquote successful, they require work. Like the thing Mm -hmm. is we don't, often people don't apply the same viewpoint to their personal work that they do to their other work. Like let's say you, we all accept that to be out in the world and working and be successful in a career, it takes effort. So, you know, people often go to school, they get training, and then once they've got their training for their job, then they continue to do seminars and extra education, they might go back for an additional degree, they apprentice, you know, from someone, they don't just have the idea that you can sit on your laurels and do nothing. We have that drilled into us that we would, you would fail. You would not be successful. You would not reach the top of your profession if you were just a coast. But we don't apply that same ethic to our personal lives and our self-development. And if we did, then this would be a no-brainer. It's just like, it's it's more like, okay, oh, okay, hey, I didn't realize that I have the power to shape my birth and to shape my life and to shape my intimate relationship and create this kind of experience. So I'm going to take that power and I'm going to do everything I can to make that happen. And that's what the Sexy Mama course is, is I've taken all of the information that I believe would create this experience for someone and condensed it into this kind of shortcut quantum leap program that people can apply themselves to, to, to manifest this kind of a birth. You know, you either believe that you have responsibility for everything that happens to you in your life, even if you created it unconsciously. And, you know, again, there's compassion for that. Like, Hey, you don't know what you don't know, but when you know it, then what are you going to do about it? 
right? Like that's when there's really no excuse. But prior to that, it's just like you have compassion. Like if you were someone who went through, let's say the hospital system, and then you had this, you know, less than ideal experience, and then you hear about the opportunity or that spurs you to research more about home birth or, you know, more self-empowered birth, then great. You know, you forgive yourself. You have compassion. You didn't know what you knew, but now you know. So now what are you going to do about it? Yeah. That's awesome. It's like, now you know. Now you know. Choose. Yeah, you yeah. can't go back. You, you can't, can't go back. You've oh. eaten the apple and you cannot go back. You yeah. know. And, and and I love the perspective shift that you gave talking about work and how, you know, we, we all can understand that you keep putting in the reps with your job, with getting the different, you know, continued education, apprenticeships and all that stuff because, you know, you're you're working on it. You're working on yourself in that role. But it's so easy to to not view you know, personal development the same way, not view our relationships the same way, that we need to be putting in some reps. We need to be examining and, and seeing where our areas of opportunity are. So I love that you shine some light on that. That's beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, the exact same thing applies to our intimate relationship is that we have this yeah. myth in our culture that, oh, okay, after two years, your hormones and your neurotransmitters plummet. And then it just is kind of like a slog after that, right? Like, oh, those initial bliss hormones are just nature's way of tricking you into finding a partner, you know, to reproduce. Like, <laughs> no, 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 that's not true. I don't buy that at all. My explanation is, is that what actually happens is that after a couple of years, roughly, people stop putting in the effort. Meaning the first year or two, you're very excited. You want to put your best foot forward you're always like putting your relationship number one as a priority and then once you're kind of locked into it you stop you know you totally. don't put the same kind of energy into it it becomes lower on your list of priorities you take things for granted and then your biochemistry starts to reflect that so that's what i believe is the cause rather than the effect it's exactly like if you went and bought a plant at the store and you bring it home and initially you water it, you fertilize it, you make sure it's got sunlight and it flourishes. And then you're like, well, that's a cool plant, but you know, I've got other stuff to do. And you put the plant in the corner, you forget to water it, it's in the shade, it doesn't really get any loving attention and it starts to wilt and wither and probably even dies. But people do the exact same thing to their intimate relationship, not realizing that they've done it right? Because we don't have the same kind of emphasis on both our intimate relationships as things to continually nurture and grow and ourselves. Wow. What I feel like this presents women with everywhere is an opportunity to own and believe in our, our worthiness. In that sense of that conversation you mentioned a while back of, you know, women being upset or angry about uh, that everyone can have orgasms or that everyone can have a certain kind of orgasm. I can relate to some of that frustration and that judgment from past versions of me who would have looked at that as a tall order or a thing of that I had to do or some sort of thing that I'm not able to do. And therefore, just the judgment and the shame and then all the other coding, right, just crashes in on itself. And then you're just left not believing that it's possible for you because really I think it is linked to a, a worthiness conversation. So what I feel like this presents, you know, with sexy mama is you, your worthiness that you can own that, that you can lean into that, that you can bask in that actually in an orgasmic blissful way uh, that, that you can and that you are. Absolutely. I do think that's a big part of it. And, you know, I've had, sometimes it just takes, someone giving you permission, like in that whole orgasm scenario, I've said to women, look, I guarantee that every woman is capable of doing this. And they've gone home that very night and they've had their very first G-spot orgasm or cervical orgasm just because I told them they could yeah. because they'd previously bought into the notion that, oh, some women can and some women can't. Right. And so if they try it and they don't get there right away, they just go, oh, I guess I'm one of those women who can't and they give up. And then just just having the belief that they could is enough for some women to do it immediately. And then for some other women, it takes longer because they potentially have more blocks to clear. So then my work is about helping them figure out where to look 
and then how to clear those blocks that get in the way of them having that experience. So for some women, that might take a few weeks. For some, it might take a few months for them to break through enough stuff where, okay, now the orgasm can, can flow. If you build it, it will come. <laughs> so if you do your work, <laughs> it will come. And the same thing applies to having a blissful, orgasmic, empowered birth. If you build it, if you do all of this internal work and examination and healing work, it will come. Like I firmly believe that every single woman is capable of that. And, you know, as I've been diving further into this realm and I'm collecting these stories of like 10 minute births and, you know, women hold these free birthing stories where women have been at home and they deliver twins, they deliver breaches on their own, no doula, no midwife, like just them and their husband, you know, no medical training, right? They just believe that their body is built by nature to be a perfect, beautiful, um, orchestra of pleasure and good experiences. And the only thing that prevents that is people saying that, that that's not the truth and then us believing that. So the whole work is get is shedding those beliefs, is extracting those beliefs, excavating them out of our system to get back to our original state. And I truly believe our original state is of having all of these experiences available to us. It isn't just that some lucky people, like the orgasm fairy comes along and boop, Oh, you get to have <laughs> orgasms, but you don't. Or, poof, you get to have a blissful birth, but you're a naughty girl, so you don't. It's not like that, right? But that's really what people are operating from, as though it's this randomized, hocus-pocus, like, you know, luck of the draw. Yeah. But that's the thing about that, though, is you're giving your power away. If you the thing about, you know, power and responsibility are connected. If you take responsibility for the fact that you can do this, you just have to figure out how to do it. You're in the winner's court right there, you know, and if if you don't fully make it, all that all that's telling you in any of these pursuits is that you miss something. There's something along the way that didn't get healed or didn't get cleared or maybe it's even some karmic thing. Who knows? that needs to be looked at. But look, I live my life from a place of personal responsibility. So I believe that everything that exists in my life is a direct result of my own beliefs, even if they're unconscious beliefs. And that's where it gets tricky for some people because you might believe, you think you believe something or you want to believe something, but maybe underneath that, you've absorbed programming. You know, it's in your unconscious. And so that's a huge focus in my Sexy Mama course is how do we actually get into the unconscious or subconsciously ingrained, absorbed beliefs about who we are and what we can do and change them and up-level them. All right, so give me a taste of how you do that because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I've just, for myself, like I'm so, I always want to know like the hands-on stuff. You know, I, I, can, I can understand something logically. I can wrap my mind around it. And then I'm, my next thought naturally is, okay, but then how do you actually do that? Mm. So just talk to me a little bit, talk to us a little bit about how we get into figuring out what those unconscious beliefs are, those subconscious beliefs that are impacting our abilities to open up and experience that sexual energy flowing. Well, as an example, as a couple, I would say have the conversation then about everything that you believe about birth and pregnancy and motherhood and your relationship as like as sexual partners as parents have a whole massive several conversations about that and write everything down like what do we believe what do we believe that maybe we don't want to believe like i said that internalized belief for women that you know women are like it's madonna whore you know if a woman is is openly incredibly massively sexual or has an orgasm during birth do you feel any tinges and look we live in a christian paradigm in in western culture culture, right? Where that is the big message that women get. So women are going to absorb that whether they like it or not, right? Like intellectually, you might be like, well, I'm a feminist and I believe I have my own choice. But like we've all grown up around that messaging constantly, right? Constantly. And so you want to look at then. So part of it is just honestly acknowledging all of the things that you might believe, even if you don't want to believe, but you might think that you're still operating under. And then just, you know, mining for what you want to believe and going from there. So I have different techniques that I help to have people do to seed that stuff in their subconscious. But it just starts with the conversation, I'd say, of how, you know, really getting clear about what's the truth for you and what you might have taken on, even if you wish that you hadn't taken it on. Yeah, I love that. That's, mm. 
like that's tangible. That's something that I can picture Sarah and I doing and yeah. digging into that, you know, before we, when we start planning for baby number two. So beautiful. Thank you for giving us a taste. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if a woman listening right now wants to start sexy mama and is curious about what that means for her next, um, what, what is your answer to that? What happens and what can she look to experience or the pro- the general process? Right. So as I said, my work is all about getting to the root cause and helping people to heal deeply, truly heal from within, not using Band-Aids. And so the Sexy Mama program is an online course. It's eight weeks long and we go through everything from preconception, conception, pregnancy, beautiful organic orgasmic birth to the immediately time after birth and then habits for life like as parents now as new parents and parents who want to maintain having a intimate sexual beautiful relationship what can you do so we cover all of that and everything that i do is based on the latest research that's available and then cutting edge healing techniques or quantum leap healing techniques that I call them, which really help you to get to, I said, those core issues fast and then clear them. So the salon is a mix of emotional processing, discussion, writing, physical, sexual exercises, like even using your orgasms as a conception, birth and pregnancy tool, you know, (laughs) like really weaving in the sexual relationship of the partners throughout as a primary source. I mean, that's where the baby comes from. And so we really use that. We pivot off the sexual relationship as a way to maintain and keep and create an incredibly blissful, euphoric pregnancy and birth experience. So all of that stuff is covered in there. And, and, you know, it's interesting. Like I was speaking with a colleague of mine yesterday who's a physician. He's kind of turned into a more radical, holistic physician. And she was saying that when she first researched about birth, that, you know, she ended up having a home birth because the statistics all told her that that was safer. Wow. You know, that she's even a doctor. She wasn't an OBGYN, but a doctor. And she was like, well, I was all about, you know, finding the, like she's research, she's super obsessed with research. And she said, well, there was no way I could birth in the hospital after doing all the research. Like there was just no way. So anyway, like, you know, much of the stuff, even though people might think that home birth and orgasm, all these things are like, actually, oh, they're so radical. They're not. They're actually based in science. Like the science supports home birth. It supports orgasmic birth more than any other form of like the medicalized model. So, you know, all the work that is in there and the research and the people that I have as adjunct uh, experts, it's all supported through science and fact, even though I don't normally defer to science, but the beautiful thing about this work and, you know, pregnancy and birth is that so much of the real truth, it really is based in its scientific fact. This radical model of, you know, free birthing and home birthing is actually supported by science, which I find wonderful and amazing. Yeah. We completely yeah, agree. Totally. <laughs> and, and you know what I love about, the, you know, a lot of the, our conversation today has been around um, sexual energy, right? And what I love about about that, coming as somebody who was very closed from those sorts of conversations until the past five or so years, and who really didn't have a concept of sexual energy and all these different things, like, you can feel it. These are things that that you can feel when you're connecting in those ways. And so, you know, we have the the scientific side of things where the the science shows us, the research shows us that, you know, for example, like you mentioned, home birth can be safe, so safe for people in a lot of situations. And when we're talking about these things like the sexual energy, if there's folks who feel like it's kind of up in the air, you know, you can feel these things. You can feel those connections. You can feel that power. And that's what I really love about about what the work that you do about this conversation like it's grounded in things that you can wrap your hands Mm -hmm. around and then you can feel within yourself and i think that's amazing as well Right. I mean, I think of, uh, you're pro- I'm sure you're familiar with Ina Mae Gaskin's work yes. and them talking about how the, you know, like way back when she wrote her first book, Spiritual Midwifery, like when the energy was stalled between a couple during their labor, they would encourage the couple to start kissing and start becoming sensual. And that would like free up the energy. Right. And yeah. so they would just make this observation as some energetic pattern. And yet we know that that's all about oxytocin. 
right? Like we know scientifically that the reflection, the correlation is that oxytocin is that sensual orgasmic hormone and, and it's the primary hormone for birth. And so all of the things that people have picked up intuitively, you know, through these realms are, are now backed up by science. But you're right. I mean, primarily to me, the most incredible thing and about the whole, this whole movement of orgasmic and home birth and free birth is about the woman reclaiming her true intuitive power. And that if we know that nature has been designing us to reproduce like every other animal on the planet, every other species on the planet, we have all of this brilliance encoded within us. All we have to do is open up to it. And all we have to do is tune into it. And it's there. You know, it's a, just a natural law, like that we know that this is fact and scientific. But, you know, the work is about really clearing out the mind, clearing out fear, clearing out un lack of facts or manufactured science that isn't even true to br bring us back to that place of knowing, deep knowing within ourselves. And that's the true victory, I think, for women and the true gift and their partners, right, is to go through this experience together, tuning into their bodies, trusting their relationship, trusting their intuition, fostering their relationship, and knowing that the very thing, as Ina Mae Gaskin says, the very thing that gets the baby in is going to get the baby out. Yes, yes. Uh, so how can our listeners tune in to you more, connect with you more, learn more about, um, we're going to include links to anything and everything in the show notes for you guys. So don't worry about that. Um, but if there's just anything in addition, Kim, that you wanted to share about how people can connect with you, what's next for you, what's brewing, what's going on with you? Great. Well, I have probably the best way is to get on my email list. So if you go to my website, there's different opt-in forms to get on the list. And I send out weekly blog posts and I have a YouTube channel. I do YouTube videos every few weeks or so and give out lots of free information. So there's also, there's a free video series associated with Sexy Mama and all my different salons, which gives you a taste of, you know, you probably get some taste of me from this interview, but more of a taste of my style and the kinds of ideas and techniques that I'm working with. And then the salons all run throughout the year, all the different salons that I mentioned. I also am active on Instagram. There you can find me lifting objects with my vagina all over the world. <laughs> this is my great campaign hashtag things I lift with my vagina that's showing women the power of their vaginas and the importance to do vaginal exercise and strengthening as a way to really increase everything from your orgasmic potential to having an easier childbirth and faster recovery with a strong pelvic floor. So that's another really great place to find me and my YouTube channel. You can subscribe to that. Oh, amazing. I love it. Yes. And that's where I found you was, was yes. uh, Instagram. Back so, when. Uh -huh. yeah, first, <laughs> first stumbled across your amazing work and content. And this has been awesome, Kim. This has been a super, super fun, enlightening, deep conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're Wonderful. So, so grateful to you. Thank you so much, Kim. And I'm excited for all those sexy mamas out there ready to yeah. be unleashed. <laughs> Thank you. It's been great. And thanks for having me. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>